And welcome back to the Delaware Boys Nice Football Podcast. Ryan, say what's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Um, tonight we're doing something a little bit different. Typically we do uh, just the weekly recaps, something like that. Tonight we're going to do a little bit of uh, tier rankings for Dynasty. Getting back to what we're, what uh, our bread and butter, honestly, in Dynasty. We're going to go through the running backs. Throw them in tears, call it a day. Quick shout out to front of the podcast, though, the mad scientist who um, we kind of bit off him a little bit. We're taking his uh, tear maker. So appreciate you, Dennis. Yeah. Um, guys, I know we're in a redraft mindset. I know a lot of dynasty stuff comes out during the offseason. But why? Let's get back to our bread and butter. Let's start <laughs> this bad boy up. Um, I'll be honest with you guys. The dynasty running back landscape has completely changed from the time when I did my rankings going into the year. Um, running back is my position. It always has been. It's my bread and butter. It's what I love to do. Um, Ryan is our wide receiver guy. Um, we kind of we kind of mold together on the QBs and the tight ends. But um, over the years, Ryan has gotten significantly better when it comes to the running back and the scouting as to what I see. And, and same with me on the wide receivers. But it, goes, it goes goes both ways, yeah. It goes both ways. Um, but the landscape's changed. It's completely changed. I'll be honest with you. Things that I'm not looking into as much are the carry factor as to what we've talked about, the age factor. Um, this is a volatile position at this current moment. Um, I also want to talk about the fact that running backs – and their contracts and the way things have been structured are about to change drastically going to 2024 and 2025. Uh, as you've seen, Zeke's contract was an easy cut for the Cowboys. Um, Pollard's on a on a franchise tag. Saquon's on a one-year deal. Josh Jacobs is on a one-year deal. Mixon is on a restructured one-year deal. There's a lot of – a lot – Eckler, excuse me, forgot Eckler. Um, there's Eckler. a lot of running backs. There's a lot of running backs that are currently not guaranteed to start in 2024. Now, granted, I do think Eckler is going to start in twenty. I was going to say, I think, I mean, I think Jacobs will, I think Saquon will, but the fact of the matter is, nothing's guaranteed. We've right. seen it. The Cowboys ran Zeke into the ground, and it's a business. They said goodbye. Um, also, remember, Ramondre is still on a rookie deal. Rookie deal has not been resigned yet. Yeah, um, there's things like that. So, I'm going to go. We're going to go through this and. uh also, too, we're going to talk a little bit about Thursday night slate. Huge AFC North game, Ravens, Bengals. Uh, huge game in the division. Yeah, we said we um, love a good division. This will, this will be for first place, right? No, nah, Bengals lost the other day to the to the Texans. Ravens are up to Ravens are still up a game. Oh, they're up. Okay. <clears throat> Ravens go in seven and three. Bengals five and four. They're up. Yeah, they're up two games due to the okay. bye week. Um, T Higgins isn't playing either. Huge, huge loss. Uh, I do want to say this. I do feel bad for T. Higgins. I really do. It's just been one of those injury-riddled years, and it really sucks. Can I say that they kind of look okay without him, though? I mean. They do, but you and I both know that, like, over <laughs> half the league, T. Higgins is a wide receiver one on most rosters. He's a very talented wide receiver that at Joe Burrow's disposal. But Tyler Boyd stepped in huge, huge in that game, 116 yards. Costly yep. fumble, though. Costly fumble in that Texans game. But let's do it, man. Let's jump into this. Decide his drop touchdown, but you know. 
Let's do this. All right, so we've got some running backs listed here. Uh, I will say this. I do not see, like, a Zach Charbonnet-type guy right here on these, but we'll push Charbonnet where he's supposed to be. Um, where's AJ? Where's Aaron Jones? There's Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. Just want to make sure everything. Everybody's here. We're missing Charbonnet, and uh, I think it's not only one of, like, actual note that's missing off his list. Other than that, I think it's, it's pretty clean. Yeah, I don't see Kendra Miller either. But from what we got, we're going to go here. Um, so let's do this. Um, let's start it off. Ryan, what are your thoughts here? We got an elite tier. And I, I truly think there's only three to four running backs that we can put in this elite tier. Yeah. yeah I'm with you on that. There's there's not a lot left. Um, like you said, it's – well, like we said in the past, I guess, it's I think it's a dying position, like especially the elite, elite ones. I remember back in the day. You couldn't survive in fantasy football without an elite running back. Yep. There are so many of them. Um, now I think, like you said, there's not many elite ones left. Um, it's sad, but yeah. it is. So who gets who gets the nod, bro? For me, I mean, I'm honestly, Dynasty, you look at, like, your, like, elite rookies. So, I mean, you look at, like, a Bijan Robinson. Despite his poor start, I think he's probably elite in, you know, considering – it's dynasty format. I don't know where you're at with it. Yep. He still comes in as my running back one. Yeah. Um, to be fair, uh, I I don't think it's a bad start due to the lack of talent or the lack of ability to succeed in the league. Right. I do think this is an Arthur Smith like telltale here. Um unfortunately, when you're looking at things like this, last week was a huge, huge uptick. 22 rushes last week, 22 yeah. carries. And he did his thing. I mean, this is the dude that's averaging over five yards of carry, heavily involved in the receiving game, scored a rushing touchdown. That's things that we don't see very often from Bijan. And this Ty Algiers being talked about as this great goal line slash red zone back. But here we are. The usage I wanted to see from Bijan last week, I got it. I got it. I even saw him on punt returns. I never yeah. thought I'd see Bijan on punt returns, but here we are. Well I don't think it should be, they should be doing all that. He did fall below the five mark, so he's at 4.9 now per carry. But nonetheless, still elite. Uh, we're talking about a guy, given the receiving hasn't really been there, but we've seen it already. The first four games, he had over five targets in all of them to start the season out. The receiving upside's there. You see the explosiveness on, the, on tape, on field. It's definitely an Arthur Smith problem. I don't know what his obsession is with Ty Algier. I, I certainly don't see it. Um, playing at a, a far, far less level than Bijan is, but to each their own. I think Bijan will get his time when it comes. As more people come in too, Ryan, I just want to recap real quick, guys. This is a dynasty running backs rankings. This is where we're at here. Um, also, we're doing a Thursday night slate game. Questions that you may have, please drop them. We're fielded. We'll talk about it all at one time. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna lock in my number two. Um. Here we go. I think it's pretty easy for me. Um, Brees Hall, let's be honest. Uh, we got a guy who averaged over 5.6 yards per carry last year before the ACL injury, backed over five yards per carry again. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, this offense is a little capped without Aaron Rodgers. I didn't get to see the high upside Brees Hall usage I wanted to see. A lot of stack boxes, a lot of things like that. But guess what? On top of the fact that he may not be having a great rushing game, look at his receiving numbers. Look at him. Yeah. Here we are. Kid's a stud. Kid's 21 years old. 
barely legal enough to drink a beer, and this kid's tearing <laughs> up the NFL, tearing it up. Um, I think it's an easy number two for me. Um, always has been. This kid, if, if Bijan didn't, if he didn't tear his ACL last year, Brees Hall was my number one. This, I'm the biggest Brees Hall fan you'll meet. Like <laughs> That's I do think he belongs in elite. I actually have a guy that I would put above him as the RB two, which might be to your surprise. Um, we'll get into him in a little bit, but yeah, Brees Hall is explosive out there, dude. He has yep. 500 over 500 yards rushing. He has like just over a hundred carries. So I mean, he's out here doing what he can with his opportunities. And like you mentioned before, he you get the ball in his hands in open space out the backfield. It's lights out, man. Game changer. People yeah, talk about yeah. Jameer Gibbs' speed and his twitchiness, but people forget that Brees Hall also ran a 4-3, has the NFL-sized body, has the ability, the receiving ability. Granted, I'm not saying he's Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs' is money is the receiving game, but he's yeah. just as good. He's just as good. Um, Ryan, let's go ahead. You got it. I'll even let you go ahead and put your three on because, like I said, me and you are going to disagree a little bit in certain things, but I'm going to go ahead and let you lock out three. All right, well, this will be the last one that we put in Elite, and I kind of want to, like, start mixing it up instead of just going down the line. But I'm going Jameer Gibbs at, at three. We just we just talked about him. Um, like I said, I mean, you look at age so much in Dynasty, especially these running back positions. While they're still on the rookie contract, it's so important to get them. There's a few vets out there you could argue could fit into that three spot. Um, oh, don't worry, buddy. My guy at four is, my guy yeah. at four is going to the Elite, yeah. here, just so yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fair. There's definitely someone that you can argue. But I'll say, since Montgomery's been out, and he played last week, Jameer Gibbs has averaged 30 points per game and, and since he's got his uptick. Dude. He's here. He's real. Dude, I want to talk about this, though. Can you imagine if these two continue to get this kind of usage in any offense, who can stop the Detroit Lions rushing attack? Like, that thing is legit. Yeah, it's, it's really – yeah, I mean, Gibbs – had his game, and then you still have Monty on the side who put up 100 yards rushing and a touchdown. My boy so, said, you know what? If you're not going to give me touches in the red zone, I'm breaking it off for 75, baby. Yeah. Breaking it off. So Gibbs' explosiveness shows on the field. It's shown all season. They finally let him free, and I think, like like we said in the previous podcast, <laughs> I think his time is is now. He's but like we said, we also told everybody that it may time to it may take time to get accustomed to a Jameer Gibbs type style due to the fact that he's not great in between the tackles. He wasn't great in the red zone in college. Right. Um, he's undersized. Let's be honest, he's undersized. Um, but he's a game changer. The thing is this. The thing was this. Always with us with Jameer Gibbs. Relax. Give it time. He's great. He's gonna he's a difference maker. But you have to remember the fact that David Montgomery is a great running back that people do not talk about. Do not. And here we are. We're here. This rushing attack is lethal. Lethal. I'm so excited to see this play out, bro. So excited. All right, man. I'm taking my first vet. Not even a question. He's going here. Not even a question. Give me CMC. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, you can argue that he could, he can be one, two, or three. Honestly, depending on how you want to look at it. Let's be honest here, man. Um, outside of the 2020, 2020, the 2020 and 2021 season, Christian McCaffrey has finished as a running back one every year. Um, the last person to have a thousand and a thousand um, 
this dude on top of his heavy heavy running back usage for the, his rushes. Let's also go into his receiving game. He is the best receiver in the NFL when it comes to the running back position. To me, this dude is the epitome of what a running back needs to be. This is my – this is where me and you – I know you don't want a 1,500-touch running back. I know you're looking at things like age and things like that. I think he's the I think he's the exception. I truly do. Yeah. I mean, you can already see it kind of catch up with him with the injuries he's had throughout his career. I mean, getting dinged and danged here and there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I got no problem with him being there. Dude's a dude is a tank. He is the 49ers. You can see a huge difference in offense on and off the field for CMC. Um, he's just spectacular. And like I said, he's if you want to look at it from a redraft. He probably gives you the chance to win a championship every year. So every that's year. why that's why you have to put him in that elite tier despite his age at 27. Um, which is probably gonna be significantly older than everybody else in this tier. It is by about five years, but CMC's usage, I mean, he just tied the record for the most touchdowns straight in a game. It's it's crazy. Yeah, he's a stud, bro. Absolutely yeah. stud. Yeah. Um I think you can argue one more in the elite tier. I truly do, but that's based off prior usage. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and let you place this next player. Um, so, go ahead. Tell me who you want. And tell me where you want him to go. Can we take anybody off this list? Anybody. Wow. All right. Fine. Let's go. Remember, my rankings are going to be different than yours. Yeah. I mean, we're going to argue. I mean, I feel like elite we agree on, but everything past this might get a little dicey. That's fine. Um, can we just just real quick? There's an outlier in this. I'm taking a cheap shot here. I just keep looking at his stupid face and I don't want to see it anymore. Um, Samaji P. Ryan, can we just can we just drop him in bad and just move on? Sure. He's there. No I don't really I don't really have a lot to to say about him. Would you? Um, can I go ahead and drop my bad in there as well? <laughs> yeah, sure. Miles Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Completely fair. Who just lost his job to Chuba Hubbard, which is. I didn't think I would say. I mean, going into the season, we kind of expected a little bit of what we saw from Miles Sanders and the Eagles. And we kind of touched on it before. It's like you have to adjust your expectations. He's going from one of the best offenses in the league to one of the worst. The, they've won one game this year with a rookie quarterback. Um, new schemes. Dude. It didn't work out. I didn't have to eat $11.5 million on a Miles Sanders contract with no out. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they paid for it. Literally. They paid. They paid. Yeah. But all right. all right, buddy. You're on the clock. Back up again. All oh, the faces are so small on the screen. Good lord, how I, now personally I do think I do think that one player here deserves to be in the elite tier. Um one more, but that's up to you. Get it out. Get it out of your system. Let's let's have the conversation. My next player going in the elite tier, the last of the elites, is Jonathan Taylor. Okay. All right. But I'm going to go ahead and let you do your thing. You go ahead and pick your player, pick where you want him to go. Well, put Jonathan Taylor up there. We got we to cover him now. Well, do you think Jonathan Taylor deserves to be great or elite? <sighs> He's like round that cusp for me. I don't know. I mean, I try not to have recency biasy because, you know, last year – we're kind of slowly seeing him get back to himself this year. And I feel like end of season, I will be saying he's elite. So I'm okay with him being there. 
I try to show too much recency bias because last year I had him elite, no question. He was dynasty RB one going into this RB two going into the season behind Bijan for most people. Um, I'm okay with the elite. He's explosive. I mean, let me remember this too, man. The 3.88 yards per carry is not something that's going to sustain itself. At the same time, um, good. JT, um, we're talking about a guy with multiple seasons over five yards per carry. We're talking about a guy with multiple seasons over 40 yards or over 40 catches in the league. Excuse me. We're talking about a guy who has over 2,100 scrimmage yards in the NFL. We're talking about an absolute specimen at the running back position. Still on his rookie contract. Even though he signed a deal, he was still available for a rookie contract. <laughs> so what, what am I missing? Why is Jonathan Taylor still so slept on? I just think it's the injury. Everybody gets so upset about sprain. it. It was an ankle sprain. Lamar's had two ankle sprains and a knee sprain in the last three years. True. It's True. an ankle sprain. God damn it. He didn't tear his ACL. He didn't tear his Achilles. What the hell happened here? Did I miss something? No. I mean, I don't know. I mean, people have a bad taste in the mouth because it – you draft them kind of still in the elite tier. They expect okay, him to come I back. Get it. You draft the guy first overall last year in your leagues, and he fucks you. Cool. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it, he just leaves a bad taste in people. I mean, last season wasn't – I won't lie. Last season wasn't fantastic. No. No. I get it. It's fine. But running backs, this is a volatile position. You get what you get. Right. But when you find the league winner, you got it. Let's um let's get into like the questions because I don't really know where I want to put this guy. I kind of want to see where you're at compared to where I'm at with him. Oh, this I know who I'm ranking. From... I know who I'm ranking next, just so you know. Okay, fair. Um, I just don't know where to sit with him right now. He's coming off uh, what looked like a horrible injury. It turns out it's just an MCL. Nick Chubb, man, where where do we? Where what do you think Nick Chubb lands coming back from this injury? I mean, if you figure he's definitely gonna miss the rest of the season, right? But well, preseason, I had Nick Chubb as running back nine. I right. definitely have to I I definitely like watching this injury. It truly was a devastating injury. I truly yeah. can't believe that his knee wasn't completely blown out. Yeah. Um I do not have him in my top twelve. I was gonna say I kind of dynasty speaking, I we have to keep and so someone pops in here and asks us what we're doing. We have to keep shoving down people's throats. This is strictly dynasty. Um, Nick Chubb, I feel good about him being in good. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. I'm fine with that. But I'm looking for Tank Bigsby. I don't see him on this list. Oh, wait. No, nah, I really want Travis Etienne. <laughs> My boy. You gonna put Chubb up there, big dog? I will. I will. I just want to talk about Travis. Travis deserves to get some love. Let's talk about Travis Etienne, man. Let's talk about let's talk about Tank Bigsby 2.0. Seven running back one finishes. Yep. He is the Jacksonville Jaguars offense. Yeah, much like CMZ, but to a much less two years in the league, one list Frank injury missed fresh. Like I said, dude, dude's here. Dude is here. We didn't know what the receiving usage was gonna look like, and here we are. We are here, buddy. Yep. You love the and you 
listen, you love it this year, As, especially us who kind of banked on ETN. We talked a lot of shit in the offseason. Yeah. It could still come back to bite us. It could. But Chavez ETN right now sits, despite having 160 attempts, second most in the league, only behind Josh Jacobs, who hasn't had his bye week yet. So he's the most used running back. He's still sitting at 3.9 yards per carry. To have that amount of usage and still be almost at four is pretty impressive. He also has the seven touchdowns to go along with that and one through the air. You've seen his usage in the receiving game go up from previous years, which is what we love to see. It's what we wanted to see. 45 uh, targets in 17 games last year. We're at 39 right now going into yep. week 11. Mm-hmm. So you already see it, it, it's happening. ETN's finally coming to fruition. Tank Bigsby, baby. Tank Bigsby. <laughs> yeah, Tank tank, tank Bigsby. All right, buddy. You're on the clock. I'll, I'll go ahead and look, I'll go ahead and put Nick Chubb here for you just so you, just so you know. He's, Do you he's feel good about him being good? Because I'm open. I feel, good. I feel good. I'm willing to listen. Feel, okay. I feel good. The only thing is this, like I said, this can definitely be adjusted due to the fact that I have no idea how Nick Chubb responds to this injury. That was a right. devastating injury. Um, so do remember that, that this is a this is a a courtesy to Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is that good. He's that great of a running back that he deserves to be here, even coming off this knee injury. But again, it can be adjusted at any time. He's the most pure running back in the league. One of the last ones left. Sure. So completely agree. And you're on the clock, big dog. Back up, baby. Let's take a second to talk about somebody who I've loved in the past. Kind of starting to like go down the list for me. Joe Mixon. Another one of those guys. Not too sure where to put him. I think he sits between good and great, but... I think we put him at that that good just because of his age alone. I honestly, now I think about it, be okay putting him in average. I disagree. As I far disagree. as I think, I think he belongs in average, and he doesn't even have a shot at good. Okay, that's fair. I mean, you've I'm already excited. seen that he's kind of falling off. He's only, yeah, he's only not having a bad season. Yeah, Four but Joe Mixon has never been one of elite efficiency when it comes to his usage. Joe Mixon sure. has has more seasons under four yards per carry than he does at four yards per carry. He's under right Just now. the elite volume. That's all Joe Mixon is. Again, please remember the fact that Joe Mixon is on a restructured restructured contract. He can be cut at any time. Joe Mixon with the legal trouble in the offseason, I actually thought he was going to be cut. A lot of people did. But we're going to run it back one more time. I don't think Joe Mixon is a Bengal in 2024. So you're, you're, you're putting him in average? I am. That little... For my dynasty rankings, Joe Mixon is out of my top 18. Okay. I, I'm not mad at it. The, the more I thought about it, I'm like, okay, I see some of these guys, some of these faces, I'm like, yeah, average is probably right for Mixon, given he's 27. I want you to um, I want you to take the next crack, though, as just like taking these guys off the tiers. Um, go ahead and uh, you, you get your next guy. Just, right. I've, I've been kind of avoiding him, just kind of waiting for you to pluck him. Um, throw Austin Eckler in great. Okay. Um, I'm the. I, listen, you I, argue against the wall. If you don't want to put Eckler in great. I get the age. You know what I mean. He hasn't hit that touch mark that I hate. The 1500. He's elite efficiency. 
when he's on the field. And he, like, much like CMC and ETN, like, he kind of is that offense. It's drastically different with him on and off. And the team's always better with him on the field. It's Justin Herbert loves him. So I think as long as he's he's playing football, because I know his contract's up in the offseason. But I don't think that they're going to let Eckler walk out of Los Angeles. Well, he did re- – like, I, I, I tell people to proceed with caution with Eckler due to the fact that, like, he signed that two-year deal with with the out in 2024. Like I said, the, the contract thing, like, I'm just – you just know I know the contracts. Yeah. Um, so there is a there's an out, and I mean this team is loaded with cap casualties. Mike Williams, Keenan, Eckler, all on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Joey Bosa. I mean we're we're not talking defense here, but I'm just saying, just know that this Chargers team could look drastically different in 2024. I'd be surprised. I do have a running back. Surprised. I I wouldn't say that. I'd be surprised if they let Eckler walk. Now anybody else, do what you have to do, but. I think he's too embedded in this offense. Do you feel – would you put him in good? No. He's he's great. Okay. He's healthy. He's healthy. But I do have two running backs that I see right now ahead of him in my rankings. Oh, I'm just kind of just plucking names. I'm not going in any order. I do want to talk about one guy who I personally love, and it's not Zach Charbonnet. It's Ken Walker. Hello. <sighs> Welcome. Let's be honest. Everybody thought Zach Charbonnet was going to come in here and take this job. He's a high upside handcuff for no doubt about it. Um, snap percentages, yeah, they're rising a little bit. That's fine. But, again, last two games, negative game script in the Ravens game. And the other game, uh, Ken Walker went into the game questionable. He's been battling injuries throughout the year. He's got a lot of usage. Um, comes back with another 100 and 100 plus scrimmage yard game touchdown in the receiving game 64 yards to the house on that on that house call um ken walker's top five in attempts top five in yards scrimmage yards touchdowns i don't know what else you want from a running back and the best and the best part about it was all the red flags that we talked about with ken walker the amount of negative carries that he had last year about all the carries that he had that were he was hitting the backfield things like that they're not happening they're not happening. Right. Here he is. Ken Walker is here, guys. Ken Walker is is vastly similar to one of those pure running back type styles. This he's that's what he does. Right. Here we are. And I love him playing with Pete Carroll. Who doesn't love him playing with Pete Carroll? Pete Carroll is a run first coach. I love it. Yeah. So I don't know if I put him over Eckler. But just just for so just for the sole reason, yes, Charbonnet's you know he's not going to take his job, right? But I could see them getting into a split. I don't like splits, man. Listen, Charbonnet's just now getting into the groove. He's got five point six yards per carry. He's gather He's good as a receiving back. I can see him kind of cutting into Ken Walker's role a little bit. If he wasn't so efficient with the ball in his hands, I'd be shaking him off. He's been more impressive than I would have liked to say. And I think he's going to get into this offense a little more and more as the season goes. That's my only thing with Ken Walker. I mean, if we're looking at a split here, I'm not mad at 20 touches. It's just what it is. Yeah. Take your splits for what you want. But when you're playing in a run-first offensive scheme – I don't understand what the gripe is. Ken Walker has more games with 17 carries 
than any other running back in the league. No, he's explosive. I, I loved him coming out of college. I, I'm, I'm actually I'm a big Ken Walker guy. I think that's not a secret to anybody that actually keeps up with this podcast. I just I wish mean, Charbonnet and, wasn't being so. And we're talking about touchdowns for ETN. This man's a scoring fucking machine. He's got six. Yeah, he's got six, and he had and he had two games under ten touches, back to back games battling injuries. This man has been banged up from the start. He he never started the season healthy ever. He was hurt in the off season, and here we are. Yep. You know me. You know I love me some Ken Walker. I love me some. No, I love Ken Walker. Yeah. Pluck him. Pluck him. So do you want me to continue to got, try to go into order with this next guy, or can I just keep plucking them all left and right? Oh, yeah, pluck them. Good. Plucking them? All right. Um, so this is kind of where my bias is going to show a little bit. Now, you stop me when I finish my little spiel if, uh, if you want. But I think one of the more replaceable guys at the running back position in this league is probably James Cook. Um, I, I put him in the below average category. Now, if you want to, if you want to put him in average, be my guest. I feel comfortable putting him there. Nope. Um, I actually am not a James Cook fan at all. Yeah. I so, have James Cook outside my top twenty in my dynasty rankings as well. Yeah. So, not somebody that you know coming out. It's Dalvin's brother. You get all these like little hype thing. Like you get excited about stuff like that, and then you see him, and you see him in the next season. And it's just like he hasn't really shown me anything that's like, oh, wow, this guy's a starting NFL running back. He's going to keep this job, get his rookie contract extended. Like, no, like I don't see any of that with James Cook. That's kind of where I'm at with James Cook, man. Dude, how are you feeling about him? No, you're not going to hear anything from me. I'm not I, I'm not personally a fan of a guy who's never seen 150 carries at the, at the NF, NCAA con- collegiate level. Right. Um, I don't think his game truly transitions to the NFL, especially with the fact that Josh Allen typically doesn't dump off to the running back. Uh, you notice his receiving profile stands out as a great receiving profile, but he's not going to get the usage. So if I'm not going to get to use him in the best asset and the best you know possibility of how to change the game, why why do I care? Right. So on top of Josh Allen absolutely being a tank in the red zone, stealing his yeah <laughs> rushing touchdown. So don't love it. I agree. Um, I have one more guy I want to put in the great tier, uh, and this is just due to the sole fact that I have a huge love for this guy. And the change of scenery has finally brought him to the light, and I think it's been a huge, huge transition for him, and I'm very excited to see his career and see if he stays where he's at. Give me some DeAndre Swift. <laughs> um, this is a guy that I had outside my top 14, has now moved back inside my top 10 due to the fact that – this Philly offense is just a fucking unit. They're a unit. Yeah. Uh, we all know Jalen Hurts' uh, ability in the red zone, especially at the goal line to score. Does he get vouchered for touchdowns? Yes. Is he going to show you the receiving profile that he did at Georgia and in Detroit early? Probably not. I don't expect him to get like 500 yards receiving or anything like that. But this team offers him a legit chance to crack 1,000 yards to running the ball. Um, yeah. Anything extra is a bonus. This dude has played at a great level. Um, 
And remember the first two starts, the first two games, he didn't even get touches. It was Kenny Gainwell, but here we are. DeAndre Swift is here to stay. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I've always been a Swift guy. Um, so I love it. I love to see it. Extremely efficient. I like to see him break out from his role from Detroit, get in this Eagles offense, one of the best, maybe the best offensive line there is. I mean, you watch these games. He's got – there's a hole. He's going to hit it. You know, that's not something you have to worry about with Swift. He's got – what was it? Like 4.5 yards per carry? Don't quote me on that, but somewhere around that area. So he's – He's at 4.67. 4.67. He's absolutely balling at the, but in this Philly offense. And I think any, we saw with Miles Sanders, you don't really have to be an elite talent to prosper in this offense. And I think Swiss probably better than Miles Sanders, but nonetheless, I, I'm just so excited to see him out of his role in Detroit and, and Philly succeeding. And he's on, he's certainly on pace for a thousand as long as he doesn't miss games. Yep. Totally agree. Who you plucking, bud? Who we plucking? Let's get another bad one out of the way. Just somebody we don't really have to touch on. He has now torn both of his Achilles in each of his foot. Cam Akers is first on this list, and he's gone straight to the bad. Um, he's I think he's done now. I mean, after the first one, you're like, okay, well, you know what I mean? But he never really came back in the first place. Um. It's tough, man. What about that six-game stretch last year in L.A.? It looked good. It did. It did. It, it did, man. I, it breaks my heart. I wanted him to be so good so bad. He was one of my darlings coming out of the draft. He was so good at Florida State, bro. He was so, so good. good at Florida State, and now oh, it's man. gone. It's, it's tough. He also – among qualifying backs, this even includes quarterbacks, is the lowest yards per carry on the season. So he never really came back from the first Achilles one. He's torn his other foot, his other Achilles. He's certainly done now. So maybe an all-time sad story, but... Can I go ahead and put a running back as well that's fallen outside my top 30 um, on this list? Yeah, Just go sure. fuck it out real quick. Actually, he's fallen outside my top 35. Dalvin is cooked. Calvin is cooked. At least James got out of the below average tier. But, yeah, no. I mean, he's cooked. It, he hasn't been getting used in it's over. with the Jets. I don't really see the necessity to add him in the first place. Yeah, I also want to add, just keep adding a couple more here. Uh, let's go ahead and put Jamal Williams here. Uh, usage is not there, obviously. That way we can just go ahead and, and crack these running backs out and, like, we can talk about the good ones. We can, um, we can throw – you can throw Damian Pierce down there too. Yeah, he's lost his job too. I was I was thinking below average or here. Let's put him here. That's fine. But go ahead, buddy. It's your turn. Pick your next running back. All right, cool. So I'll address the elephant in the room as uh you know the resident Steelers fan of the podcast, Najee Harris, who has just finally officially lost his job this week to Jalen Warren. I still hold out hope. I don't want to put him in below average yet because um, he's still been pretty efficient this year. It's 4.4 yards per carry despite the team making it seem a little worse than it is. Give me Najee Harris in the average category. You got anything? 
Um, I'll be honest with you. I have no disagreements here. Um, I don't think when he say we lost his job, he he had more touches than Jalen Warren last week. Right. So it's a true 50-50 split. Jalen Warren brings something to the field that Najee just doesn't. When Najee came into the league, he was a solid 227. Now he's pushing over 240. He's he was never the fastest guy in the, in college. And I mean, he was a 4-5 guy. Nothing crazy crazy like Jameer Gibbs possesses or anything like that. Right. He just right. runs like he's got stones connected to his feet. He's just not hitting the blocks. He's not he's not hitting his blocks. I mean, granted, there's really not many blocks to hit, but he's not hitting what he has available. He's trying to make something out of nothing every play. There are things that just Jalen Warren does better than Najee. Yeah, no, it's fair. I was surprised when they said it. Um, I still think Najee's a fine running back. I don't think he's I don't think he's great, but or good in it by any means. But I don't know, man. The whole reason that he was in that like great or elite tier at one point in his career is because he saw all those targets and receptions with the he big had 100 ben targets his first year. Yeah, with Big Ben. And we we love that. But once it went away, it's like, okay, you started to kind of see cracks in the glass house. And it's kind of gone downhill from there for him, given this offense isn't great. I still think he belongs in average. I don't think he's in that below average yet. I feel like some people would, but it's close. I'm not, I'm not ready close. yet. It is close. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna go ahead and pluck my next running back. These are this is pretty typical to my top, you know, to my top ten. I'm gonna go ahead and grab your boy, R.I.P. the Giants. My boy Saquon Barkley. Um, granted, we know we know how good Saquon is. It's not a question. Um, Saquon has had multiple running back one seasons, dealt with injuries as well. Um, on top of the fact, it just it sucks to never see Saquon like produce the way I thought he would. Uh, but for a guy, for a guy on the Giants team, you know, when you're looking at elite volume, you're looking at a receiving profile, he's obviously not going to score a whole lot just because this Giants team is not very good. But for the overall general standard, Saquon deserves to be here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's only played seven games. He's got 80, 81 yards rushing per game, despite being on this abysmal, and I mean abysmal Giants offense. I kind of feel bad for him because I feel like he would really be balling on any other roster, and we'd probably have him above a few of these guys if he was in a functional team. But he's not. He's stuck in the Giants, so he's he's a little bit limited. But now, especially, he is this whole Giants offense. I mean, you're never going to see Tommy DeVito do anything. I love Saquon. I just I want to see him succeed so bad. I mean, for God's sakes, he's on pace for just under 1,000 yards. He's only played seven games. Sure. I have no problem with that. Go ahead, buddy. You're up. All right. What are we looking at here? Let me, let me go across this boat here. Please take the easy. Please take the easy layup. There's no easy layup here. Not there anymore. Is a, there is an easy layup. Um, I kind of want to talk about. I'll let you have the layup. Let's talk about Brian Robinson for a second. Fair enough. Um, he's just sitting there. I keep I keep looking at his face. 
His tiny little head on this screen is about a centimeter. He's not, I don't, he's a starting running back on an NFL team. Is, is, is there any much, any, anything else to say? I mean, he splits time with Antonio Gibson on this commander's team. Where are we at with him? Are we below average or are we, are we in the battle with Brian Robinson? No, 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 no. I, I mean, you got to remember, Brian Robinson is putting up a top 10 season here. Uh, the volume yeah. itself stands out to me. Uh, obviously, the volume isn't an efficient volume. Um, and granted, we know he had 100 yards receiving last week. I think that stands out as an outlier type game. Um, I think Brian Av- Robinson deserves to be where Joe Mixon is. I think he's an average running back. Average um, with uh, with Najee as well? Mm-hmm. I think he deserves that. All right. Hey, you're that you're the you're the big running backs guy. I just think like he's one of those guys that's kind of replaceable. So I'm kind of hesitant to put him in average. Yeah, he's but, replaceable. I mean, but so is Antonio Gibson in the end of the day. And I think this team. Oh has yeah, to be, I mean Antonio I Gibson's already been replaced. So oh, yeah. hold on, we got a we got a question coming in, guys. Do I take this? I'm getting Pollard and giving away Devontae Smith. I have Ramondre and JT at running back. Right now, and DK Addison and Higgins at wide receiver. So he's got some questions at wide receiver, too. He also has Connor at running back. Getting Pollard, giving away Devontae Smith. I'm going to say this. Pollard has not been anything near his running back 6 ADP. It has been abysmal. Uh, Even though the game, obviously the game scripts was positive for Rico Dottle. He came in, and he did more with his carries than Tony Pollard did all night. We haven't seen Tony Pollard have a running back one week since week six. I covered this in the free agency article this week. I think Tony Pollard I think Tony Pollard is a player that I'm fading for the rest of the season, to be honest. I would probably rather keep Devontae Smith. Um, I'm also keeping Devontae Smith. I just say hold only because if you move one, it's nice to have Pollard or Mondre and JT. But then you're looking at starting, if depending on how the league's set up, starting at Higgins every week, and he's he's up and down. He's actually the most owned receiver on last place teams. Fun fact. Um, so I don't I don't love starting him week in week out. I'd much rather have Devontae in the lineup week in week out, not have to worry about starting Higgins than have Pollard on the roster, who's kind of been struggling in a great offense. I shouldn't say struggling because he's not doing terrible. But it's certainly not what we expected. A lot of people were calling for RB1 in the beginning of the season. We're far, far away from that at this point. Yeah, just for reference, he was running back six, top 18 ADP, and he sits outside the top 80 players. So if that tells you anything. So you laid up Brian Robinson. I'm taking a layup, man. We're talking about four straight running back one finishes. We're talking about the abysmal – Las Vegas Raiders offense and the shining light here, Josh Jacobs. Um, here we are. This is as layup as it gets. Uh, Josh Jacobs deserves to be here. The receiving profile really has showed out the last two years. Um, Josh Jacobs on top of the heavy volume that he receives. Uh, it may not be the most efficient at times. We talk about that with a lot of running backs when it comes to this kind of workload. This dude just knows how to get the job done. He's a beast. Yeah. Yeah. We're having drastically different seasons this year compared to last for obvious reasons. I mean, the offense isn't anywhere near the same. They've had 
with Aiden O'Connell and Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep. And that definitely shows. I don't love Jacobs, but I'm not going to let my my bias go into it. I can kind of see him in that good category with Chubb, but if you feel comfortable with him being a great, I do too. I mean, dude, top four, four running back one finishes in a row. I mean, you're not wrong on that. I've noticed – I have no problem with it. But my point is it's kind of like we're going to see a situation where you see analogy with those crazy amount of receptions and going for it, you're not going to see that again. Randy says, should I trade Brees and Waddle for Tyreek? Wow. It's a little steep. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pulling the trigger for Tyreek. Absolutely. There's not a better player in fantasy football. As opposed to having Lamar, Gibbs, Brees, Ford, Monra, Waddle, Smith. Yep. Um, yeah, Tyreek's a league winner. I don't know how GP league is, but he he's he's a big time league winner, especially if it's redraft. Just pull the yeah, trigger, keep it pushing. Pull the trigger, dude. Tyreek, there's only one wide receiver averaging over 25 fantasy points per game. Actually, two if you include JJ uh, on the IR. But of course, we include JJ. That would be Tyreek, who's still playing football at this current moment. Tyreek, Tyreek, and Christian McCaffrey are league winners. It's one flex PPR, twelve team redraft. Yeah, redraft. especially redraft. Yeah. Go get the best player in fantasy football, man. It's Tyreek, especially a twelve team. Especially with how bad Waddle's been playing all year, unfortunately, as a guy I had pegged for a top ten season, and it's just not coming to fruition. You're on the clock, baby. I'm up. I'm up. I think there's um, one more player. I think there's one more player that truly does deserve to be in the in the great tier. There's one left for you. Yep. Carolina Lamar, Breeze, Gibbs, and Monroe Waddle, Devonta Smith. I mean, it's certainly a more. Uh, it's more balanced. It's more I'll balanced be with you. To be honest with you, Jerome Ford is still getting majority touches for Cleveland. The offense itself looks looks good, um, especially in the second half against the Ravens game. That's yeah, I do, think Ford, I do think Ford and Gibbs are viable. I mean, do you got to remember the advantage that you're going to receive at the wide receiver position? On top of the fact that Tyreek, as a fantasy points per game overall, is averaging probably just the same amount as Brees and Waddle, if not more. Tyreek, like I said, is averaging almost 26 fantasy points a game. Tyreek is money. I pull that trigger. I think Gibbs going forward is safe. I do have questions about Ford. But when you have a Monra and – Tyreek, who can put up 50, 60 points per game just between the two of them. Yeah. I, I love I love consistency in my fantasy lineups. Yeah, the Jet the Jets do with Jets. when the Aaron Rodgers injury happened, the Jets officially capped every skill position guy they had. Um Garrett Wilson, we weren't going to get that huge breakout that we expected. Brees Hall obviously capped a little bit, even though he's having a phenomenal individual season when it comes to his overall efficiency. Uh it's just capped. The offense is capped. I I want I want high flyers. Tyreek is scoring at a huge pace. He's on pace for twenty one hundred receiving yards. I, I I want him in my lineup. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's get let's get this out of the way, man. This last great running back out of the way, man. The last great one. Yes, dude. I don't know if I feel comfortable putting anybody else in great, Steve. You Let, do. It, you enlighten do. me, brother. Enlighten I me. I hate this running back. I've never liked this running back. 
Are you gonna talk? Are you, gonna, are you about to talk Derrick Henry? No. We're not talking Derrick Henry. Oh, Alvin Kamara. Yes, we're talking about the. We're talking about literally six running back, running back one finishes in seven games played, bro. Yeah, I mean he's back. All right, he is. He's he's definitely back. Um, right now he's Dennis Allen's best friend. Yeah. <laughs> when in doubt, when in doubt, check down to Alvin Kamara. I, but he's twenty eight, right? You're you're giving we're giving passes to CMC and Austin Eckler, but they're twenty seven. Eckler's twenty eight. Eckler is twenty eight. Eckler's twenty eight. Eckler's twenty eight. Yeah. You can't do that. Well, I'm just saying. Look at look at the great tier and look at the good tier. There's nobody in good. But all right, we'll we'll throw we'll. Throw if you were, the only reason Chubb's in good is because Chubb's hurt. Chubb yeah. would be Chubb would be in great. He would be, but this is a knee injury, man. Bro, please talk about this man. Six out of seven running back one finishes. Come on, buddy. No, this year he's balling. I've no. Absolutely bond, but from a dynasty standpoint, I think he's sure. I think he's out of the great. But I'll let you have your. I'll let you have your little moment here. I mean, you have to remember too. We have twelve running backs ranked. It's a very volatile position. Look at who's left here. Honestly, like if you were to offer me a trade, Kamara for Pollard, I'm taking Kamara at this current moment. I got a problem with that, but I don't think they're very tight. And to be honest with you, man, I mean, we're 12 running backs in. And the fact that look at look at how futile this gets. Look at how bad this gets. Let's get somebody in this good category, man. Let- oh, yeah. I'm taking this one. Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> Devontae Williams is back, baby. Is back. His usage is back. His usage I- is back. Hey, remember too, he's still breaking. He's still breaking tackles. He's averaging over four yards per contact on the season. He's back. He's back. Yeah. Seven games played. He's he's here. Given the Broncos offense isn't the greatest. So he's like we like we say with some of these other running backs, he's capped a little bit. But the talent's back there. Back to back running back one finishes and back to back weeks with receiving touchdowns. This man hasn't even gotten the end zone yet on the care on the rushing side. No, he hasn't. That's what that was my back. point. <laughs> He's back. Yeah. Welcome, Javante. I love Javante. I'm glad Welcome that he Javante. came back from his injury. Okay. okay. When he had, when he, what was his ACL? Yeah. Yeah. When he tore yeah. his ACL, I was heartbroken. I was like, God. never going to see what it was really like. But he, he's here. I think the good's about to fill up. I really do. The good's about to fill up. Go ahead, boy. Uh, so here's a guy that I love. I just brought him up in Derrick Henry, um, who's slowly but surely getting into the 50-50 split with the rookie Tajay Spears. He is an absolute tank, and he's still going to see his touchdowns. Don't get me wrong. He's he's good for that, and he's, he's good for a high volume. But Derrick Henry's 29 now. Those attempts are really, really, really racking up for him. Honestly, I might be hesitant to put him even in good and put him in average just because of his age and his usage. But I love Derrick Henry. I want to put him in good. Where are you at with it? I'm good with it. All right. I'm good here. Um, 
I truly think that uh, I truly think that this is a uh, it's a weird situation. Um, obviously, he's he's a guy that you're looking to not rebuild with. You're looking to sell if you're rebuilding, but if you're buying, you're buying for a championship. That's just what he brings to the table. I don't have to talk about his resume. His resume speaks for itself. Oh yeah, Derrick Henry, him, him and yeah. CMC, probably the number one and number two backs over the last five years. He's he's what Nick Chubb, you know, would look like with volume. Yeah, you know what I mean. True. Like th- this is what this is what Chubb's numbers should be with elite volume, and this is just what we are. Um, I'm going to take another one here that I really, really am becoming a fan of, man. I want to put Isaiah Pacheco right here. Woo, boy. I'm not saying I don't have these running backs ranked higher than Pacheco because I do. But, dude, I didn't know what to expect going into year two with Pacheco. And I'm going to be honest with you. I love what I see. Um this Chiefs offense is just not the same without Tyreek Hill. Uh, the game has changed for these guys. But talk about a, a constant staple, uh, 170 carries in year one. He's going to clearly break that. Um, efficiency down a little bit, but at the same time, find the end zone at a great rate. Receiving role is up. Um, part of the Chiefs offense that they can score at will at any time. I want the running back in this in this scheme. And he's cheap. He's not going anywhere. He's going to continue to produce. I'm a big fan of Isaiah Pacheco. He's such an angry runner, and I honestly love watching him run the ball because, <laughs> hey, man, if you try to get in his way, he's going to do whatever he can to get past you. I'll tell you that. Um, I'm a big fan. I'm okay with him being a good. I think he's right on that cusp between good and average, but I lean more towards good for him. <sighs> let's, uh, let's, keep, let's keep racking him up in the good category. Somebody I feel strongly about being in good is probably David Montgomery. He's locked into this elite Rams rushing offense. Like Rams, Jesus Lord, excuse me, Lions rushing offense. Um, you saw it last week. They, they're trying to be a rushing team. They had Gibbs and Monty both work efficiently together. He's on a three-year contract. He's with Detroit. Don't really see them moving off of him. He's their goal line back, third down guy. I and he's so much more than that, too. I think it's a true 50-50 with him and Gibbs. I love it going forward. Um, and like you said with Pacheco, he's relatively cheap in the market. You can go out and get him and have a guy that you can look out on your roster and feel pretty comfortable with week in, week out. Yep. I'm here for it. Um, da, 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 da. I'm going to go ahead and just take this out of the way. I'm going to put him here. He deserves to be here after a season last year. Um, let's be honest. Uh, he hasn't looked great. He's obviously a bust at his ADP this season. For sure. It sucks. Um, I don't know how much of it is the ankle injury itself and coming back. Uh, but Tony Pollard, he deserves to be here. He's a good NFL running back. Don't know if he's going to play in Dallas next year. Uh, we'll see. But he deserves to be here. That's the only thing that concerns me with uh, with Pollard and why I don't like actively own him in a lot of leagues, because I am worried that once he loses his well, if he does lose 
the position of Dallas and goes elsewhere. I don't really know what to expect from him on another offense. True. Um, I'm okay with him in good though. At huge bust ADP. A lot of people probably hate the man right now. I won't lie. Especially if I drafted him as high as he was supposed to be. Like we touched on earlier, expected to be like RB1 in some people's mind in the offseason. I saw a lot of that because they expected him to take Zeke's role. And that's just not something you can really expect from Pollard in the first place. You're up, buddy. All right. I'm going to get out of the, um, I'm going to get out of the good tier. And let's go look at a guy in AJ Dillon. Lifetime backup to Aaron Jones. Um, not that efficient this year. Uh, I do think eventually when Aaron Jones finally ages out, he'll be somewhat okay as long as they extend him a little bit. But I go AJ Dillon in below average. You're not gonna hear an argument from me, buddy. I don't think he's I don't think he's bad. I just I just got tired of looking at his face. You're not Down gonna hear an argument from me, buddy. I'm also gonna do this too. I'm gonna knock this out. Madison below average. Um Elite handcuff got some great starts when Dalvin Cook was banged up over the years. Um yards per carry dropped every year, rushing yards a game dropped every year. Efficiency dropped every year, breakaway rate, uh, runs over 10 plus yards, 15 plus yards, things like that that stand out as bad. This year, uh, through the first seven weeks, he was the most, he was the running back with the most turnovers in the league. I mean, he just couldn't stop putting the ball on the carpet. Now he's got a concussion protocol. I'm good, man. I want nothing to do with this Minnesota backfield. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I'm good. Don't, I'm good. That's okay. Um, you can keep pushing the below average for me. Go ahead and throw Khalil Herbert in that same tier. God, I like Khalil Herbert. Don't do I your like Virginia Khalil Tech. Herbert too, but do you really feel comfortable? I mean, he's a Virginia Tech guy. I love Virginia Tech. Do you really feel comfortable putting him in average though? Nah, he's he. Nah, we're good. He can go right here. Okay. I mean, we like him for different reasons, but I don't know. It he's he's okay. That's all I really have to say about it. On top of that, he's got one of the highest rushing quarterbacks in the league, probably second behind Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields when he finally gets back on the field. You never really want – the Ravens do it well because they're a heavy run first offense. I don't really see Clear Herbert and Justin Fields ever really like both being great rushing. That's kind of why I put them there. Plus, you kind of already see them try to draft his replacement, Rashawn Johnson, which hasn't really came to fruition yet, but – We'll we'll see how it pans out. I'm gonna go ahead and take my next running back. I'm gonna put Rashad White right here. Um, I think he is a good running back. Uh, obviously, volume is a huge thing for Rashad White. Um, we're talking about a 50 catch season as a rookie. We're talking about smashing that again. Um, we're not gonna talk about his his efficiency because it's not good. But the volume itself, there's no competition for any for anything in this backfield. Sean Tucker hasn't been what I thought he was going to be. Keyshawn Vaughn is here. This is Rashad White's backfield at least one more season. Um, and he's a top 10 running back. He's performed um, in Dynasty. I do have him, I think, at like 20. Uh, that's just because of the volume he's receiving. 
Uh, I think he deserves to be there. You can make the argument. I, I put him there only because of his shooting upside alone. You look at the 3.3 yards per carry, I kind of scoff at that a little bit. I won't lie. That's not something you really want to see. Um, typically, you need to see at least above, like, a 3.5, at least. Yeah, I, I want higher than that. But That's what I'm saying. At least 3.5. He's not even He's not even there. That's the only thing that concerns him, but just because of that rushing upside, he's been efficient that in that side of the game. As Baker Mayfield's kind of like check down check down guy, I think he sits around that right, literally on the edge of good and average. But if you lean good, I'll ride with you on that one. These last four, man. They're kind of sad, but not too sad. There's one left that I feel comfortable with. But let's get, as a J.K. Dobbins fan, biggest fan as you are, um, where are we at with Dobbins? With two ACL tears now? You want me to be honest with you? Yeah, absolutely. It's never going to happen. Oh, wow. Or there. You're there now. Yeah, it's done. Done. It's done. I'll We're put talking about a complete knee blowout. We're talking about a complete bl- knee blowout into an Achilles tear on a contract year. It's done. Achilles, man. You hate to see the Achilles, man. It's done. Done, foe. It's, it's done, Ryan, Ryan. It's done. You can't justify it. It's done. I know, dude. It's just sad, dude. I. We love J.K. Dobbins. Dude. I love J.K. Dobbins. We do, but it's just one of those things. One of those they just never come to fruition. But yeah, Dobbins bad. Sure, he'll probably never recover. Kind of in that same tank as Cam Akers. Ironically, out of the same draft class. That being said, let's move on to Aaron Jones. Okay, Aaron Jones. Kind of put him in the same tier with Mixon, Najee, and Brian Robinson in that average tier. Yep, no problem with me. Oh, shoot. Nope, not there. Shoot. Yep, no problem with me. Um, I mean, this is the same guy who, you know I mean, multiple running back one finishes. I mean, we're talking about a 28-year-old running back now. We're talking about the Green Bay Packers who are trying to find their identity with Jordan Love instead of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, if Aaron Rodgers were still here, I think Aaron Jones has another top 10 running back season, and we're definitely talking about him in the good category. For sure. At the end of things now, that's not the that's not the play. That's not where we're at. Um, we're, we're at the time where Aaron Jones' career is coming to an end. Uh, another deal, another running back who had restructured deals, who we're not sure if he's, he's there in 2025. Um, it's just what it is, man. This we, you know, I mean, we watched Aaron Jones come into the league and play well, and we're at the time where Aaron Jones is now transitioning into being a average guy going out of the league. Yep. yep. The respect is much earned, though, to cool. get into the average tier. Cool. I'm gonna go ahead and lock him in. A uh, huge fan of his coming out. Obviously, a former Pittsburgh Steeler. I'm gonna go ahead and put James Conner here. Um, the reason I put him here, obviously, he had he the volume in Arizona. Uh, we could talk about the time missed with Kyler last year. He's a top ten running back by all means. We're also talking about a twenty eight year old running back. Uh, 
a lot less competition in their backfield, though, with, with Amari Demacado and Keontae Ingram. But I want to yeah. say this. We're at the time where James Conner is now going to transition to um, as, you know, and this is a good place for him to be in the average tier. Um, I don't know if he's a starting running back in 2024. Uh, it's about it's about that time for him as well. Yeah, I think you just ride it. If you if you roster him, I think you just ride it out. See what he can get you in the playoffs. I don't like you said. I don't know what he gets, but he's back with Kyler Murray now, and the touchdowns should pop back up again like they were before. I'm okay with average. I mean, you have to remember too. This isn't a guy who set the world on fire in his career. He's got two finishes inside the top ten. I mean, he's got multiple finishes in the top twenty, but it wasn't anything that stood out as an elite, you know, career. Um, at this point, at this point, you know, if you have to cut him, you cut him. It is what it is. He wasn't somebody that cost you major draft capital. He may have back in twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen when he took over for Le'Veon. But we're not in that time now. We're we're in 2023. We're five years ahead of it. Yeah. So go ahead, man. I'll let you place Ramondre. Ramondre, not somebody I love, especially not on the Patriots offense. I still would love to put him in good, though. Um, he's got the usage in that offense. He's was seeing a little bit less pacing for like receiving, but. I still think he, he belongs in good. How are we feeling on that end? Sitting yeah, there. you don't hear anything from me. Yeah. 4.6, 4.9, back-to-back seasons, yards per carry, 70 yeah. catches last year, 68 catches, excuse me, sorry. I don't want to add to, but elite receiving profile there. A big guy who can turn it and burn it. Uh, I like his game. I don't love the Patriots team. Obviously, nobody likes the Patriots offense. No. Speaking of, he is the only player averaging over 10 fantasy points per game in this offense. It's pretty sad. I do think that – I do wonder if he is going to be re, uh, extended next year. He is going into that part of his career where he has to be extended. Um, I was a fan of his at Oklahoma, so you have no problem from me saying that he belongs in good. Um, that's I'm I'm good with this. Yeah, I'm I'm good with it. I had a thought, but it's gone now. Going like the wind. What do you think, though? You think you think this is pretty spot on? I think it's a pretty good list. Um, yeah, the only thing I'd note to like the watchers towards like the end of this video, if you're, if you're catching the back end of this, the tiers are not organized by what we think they're all mixed and matched. So there's no like structure in how these are ranked. So the good, I'm not, we're not saying that we're taking Derek Henry over Ramondre Stevenson or Tony Pollard or anything like that. But other than that, yeah, I'm pretty happy with this list. Yeah. Um, I have no problem with it. The, I mean, this is pretty much how I had it. Like it's, it's not like this in my dynasty rankings, but these are the tiers for sure. Yeah. Strictly just the tiers. Strictly. Yeah. Pretty good. <sighs> On that note, we're going to stop sharing that. We've had an hour-long stream, bud. Yeah, pretty quick hour, honestly. I didn't even realize until I looked up the yeah. corner like five minutes ago. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and let you uh, – is there anything you want to say before we get out of here? Yeah, no. Um, first of all, just remember, I don't know if you're just now tuning in, whatever the chance may be, this 
and you just saw it. It's dynasty, dynasty running backs. This isn't redraft. Just before you guys start cooking us in the comments, but yeah, no. If you, if you showed out tonight, thank you so much. We appreciate the support. Any the few questions we received, appreciate you guys stopping in, dropping the questions in. Hope we helped you guys out. And uh, yeah, y'all take it easy. Have a good night. I will say one thing before I get out of here. Um, again, appreciate the platform. Uh, it's always great to work with great people. I allow you to come on here on the main stage and just talk and have a good time. Um, are you doing a start sit on Saturday night? I'm going to try to put something together. I don't really want to do it by myself per se. So I'm going to reach out to a few people, see if I can't get a start sit Saturday. Just a heads up. Um, I probably post about it. I have a few people retweet it in case. Yeah, because you know, I, I do go. This is my four to 12 weeks. So I yeah. have to work Saturday. So you're, you're closing all night. But like I said, I'm going to try to put something together, try to get on a start sit stream with somebody. Cue pushing for another week. To all you Dynasty fans, please, man, please hit us with some questions because we get nothing but redraft comments currently. We truly miss having Dynasty football in our lives, just so you know. Can't wait for the offseason. Can't wait. So um, but on that note, we're going to get out of here, guys. Um, we appreciate you tuning in, and we are out.